God promises to save America from the bitter affliction it is suffering today. But relief will be temporary, just long enough for the people to consider repenting toward God. Understand how God will use one leader to bring brief relief to America. Next, on The Key of David with Gerald Flurry. Greetings, everyone. Bible prophecy says there's a modern-day Jeroboam that's uh, coming on the scene in this end time, and he he's going to be saving three nations in in Israel, and uh, this Jeroboam is is a modern-day Jeroboam, but there's also an ancient Jeroboam, so there's duality here in this prophecy. But how long would God save those nations? Well, it, it all depends on how they respond to God's message and what they uh, do with it. Those three nations are America and Britain and, and the Jewish nation, and that's all explained in our book on the United States and Britain and prophecy. But who is this modern-day Jeroboam? Well, we have to know if we're going to understand this Bible prophecy. We have to know who that man is, and it's all explained in my book on Great Again, which we'll send it to you, and all of our literature is free. But it, it will explain that in detail, but God sees to it that the name of Israel is not going to be blotted out ever, and He promises that to us in the Scriptures in numerous ways and times. So that's an absolute promise, and God always does what He says. David had a promise made to him by God, and that there would always be a man to sit on his throne in Israel, and we need to realize that everything proceeds from that throne. There has been a man sitting on David's throne from the time of David all the way down to the second coming of Christ, and then that throne is going to be given to Christ, and He's going to rule on over it forever and bringing happiness and joy and abundance to this earth. Those are scriptures and prophecies in your Bible. So Jeroboam is going to keep Israel from being the name of Israel from being blotted out. I mean, this is really a thrilling prophecy when you think about it. A great prophecy of understanding, and and here we have a one third of your Bible that is prophecy, and ninety percent of it is being fulfilled today, this very day. I want to go back and talk to you about. Jonah will start there and shows you how this all unfolds. But Jonah, well, let's see, can we trust Jonah? Most scholars will tell you that, well, Jonah in the, in the belly of the whale for three days and three nights, well, that's, that's just ahistorical. In other words, it's not even history. It's some kind of a, a parody or a satire. It's not real. It's a myth, is what they're saying. But how does that compare with what Jesus Christ thought? Notice Matthew 12, verses 38 through 40. 
Here's what it says. Then certain of the scribes and of the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, we would see a sign from you. But he answered and said unto them, An evil and an adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and there shall no sign be given to it but the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, or the great fish, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. It, that is a real sign. But Jesus Christ was really upset with these people because they came to Him and wanted a sign. This was the living God standing before them, and they wanted a sign. And He says, An evil and an adulterous generation seeks after a sign because they don't know their Bibles. That's the great sin that He's talking about here. And, and it shows that uh, they, they didn't understand about Christ and His plan and what's, what's in the Bible. So it was just, uh, again, a time where Jesus Christ was there, the very Son of the living God. And they wanted a sign. They should have known who He was and known all about Him, because it was prophesied from their own Hebrew Bible. And these were, of course, the, just the elite Jews. This was not the way most of the Jews felt, but the elite Jews felt this way. And they got their country into a lot of trouble. And, and His first coming and uh, will certainly be that way in the second coming if there isn't repentance. Jonah was told to go to Nineveh, the capital of the mighty Assyrian Empire, and he ran away from that. He didn't want to do that because he knew how cruel these people were. And he was a prophet before this, and he understood that, and he knew that he would just be shredded as a human being if he went into Nineveh. And so he, God had him swallowed by this great fish for three days and three nights. He was in the belly of that fish, huge fish, a whale, no doubt. And he told the people of Nineveh that God was going to destroy them and their empire if they didn't repent of their sins. And and uh, Jonah was just shocked when they repented. The leader of that country had them repent, and you can read all about that in my booklet on Jonah. Here was a uh, really uh, the only time that a, an empire or a nation responded to a prophet of God. The only time. So that today, that's modern Germany which is quite a wonderful thing when you think about it. So, But you have only a tiny few people on this earth that understand about Jonah and, and what he did before he went to Nineveh. He was a prophet, and he did something amazingly exciting in a prophecy that reaches down to this very day about Jeroboam, a modern-day Jeroboam, as well as an ancient Jeroboam. There's duality in this, and he's, he's making sure, was making sure anciently that they didn't blot out the name of Israel. 
and uh, he wasn't a, a great righteous man, but he, he was a powerful leader, and God used him to save Israel for the sake of David and for his own sake. So he was going to make sure that they didn't blot out the name of Israel. Here's what it says in 2 Kings 14 and verses 23 and 24. In the fifteenth year of Amaziah the son of Joash king of Judah, Jeroboam the son of Joash king of Israel, began to reign in Samaria, and reigned forty and one years. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Eternal. He departed not from all the sins of Jeroboam the son of Naboth, the first Jeroboam, who made Israel to sin. So here's King Jeroboam the second. Following Jeroboam number one, who was very evil. And then it goes on to say this in verse 25 Jeroboam the second restored the coast of Israel from the entering of Hamath unto the sea of the plain, according to the word of the eternal God of Israel, which he spoke by the hand of his servant Jonah. So amazing that here is something that. Jonah did that nobody, almost nobody on this earth understands. Why is that? Why is that? The prophet Jonah prophesied that there would be a Jeroboam intervene in the, in the kingdom of Israel. He said that anciently, he prophesied it, but it's dual, it's, it's duality. The very same thing happens in this end time. So who is that Jeroboam, and where does God say that happens? Well, He says it here, and then He also says it in other prophecies, and I'll bring you a couple of them. The Book of Kings, which is where this is, is a book that is in the former prophets, in the former prophets, but it's mainly for this end time. You can look at Genesis 48, verses 14 and 16. Here's what it says in Genesis 49, verse 1. God is talking about all of the twelve tribes of Israel and what they would do in this end time. In this end time, what would happen to them? There has to be some kind of a modern Jonah, quote unquote, to warn prophetic Israel in this end time. And prophetic Israel, if you look at Genesis 48 and verses 14 and 16, and Genesis 49 and verse 1, you'll see that Israel anciently said, Let my name be named on them, Manasseh and Ephraim, two sons. They received the birthright promises in this end time. That's why America and Britain have been so prosperous in the end time age. Look at verse 26. For the Eternal saw the affliction of Israel, that it was very bitter. For there was not any shut up, nor any left, nor any helper for Israel. There was no helper. Has that been true to this end time? Well, how about a superpower in this end time? Has that been, have they been an affliction of Israel from the inside of the country? Has that happened? To some nation in this end time. The Farrar Fenton translation reads that for the ever living pitied the immeasurable miseries of Israel 
gods without and within when there was no ease for Israel, none. There was no ease for Israel. Notice verse 27. And you could see anciently the, the nation was almost destroyed before this happened, but look at verse 27, And the Eternal said, Not that He would blot out the name of Israel from under heaven, but He saved them by the hand of Jeroboam the son of Joash. So again, He would not allow them to blot out the name of Israel, and this is all dual. It's all dual. It happened anciently, and it happens in this end time. That's why there's an end time Jeroboam, and I'll show you that in, uh, very soon here in the, this uh, message. But God did all that by Jeroboam the second. Now notice verse 28 of 2 Kings 14. It says this, Now the rest of the acts of Jeroboam and all that he did in his might, how he warred and how he recovered Damascus. Jeroboam had to war in order to return to power. Well, does that have any parallel in this end time? Well, if you read this great again, you'll see that there definitely is that very thing going on. Now I want to go to Samuel 7, verses 12 through 13 which is also in the former prophets. It's prophecy mainly for the end time in all of those former prophet prophecies. Here's what it says there, verses 12 through 13, And when the days be fulfilled, and you shall sleep with your fathers, I will set up your seed after you, which shall proceed out of your bowels, and I will establish his kingdom, and he shall build an house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever." That's an eternal promise from God. Now notice verse 16, "...in your house, the house of David, and your kingdom shall be established forever before you. Your throne shall be established forever." Now that's quite a promise to have a throne established forever, for all time. God wants us to think about the eternal, our eternal life. That's what He wants to think about. In great again, I ask the question, who is the modern-day Jeroboam? Well, it's explained in detail in the booklet we'll send you on Great Again. But let's turn to Amos 7, where it talks about Jeroboam and this modern-day Jeroboam, the duality for this end time. So this is really critical for us to understand. Verse 8 says, And the Eternal said unto me, Amos, what do you see? And I said, I a plumb line. Then said the Eternal, Behold, I will set a plumb line in the midst of my people Israel. Three nations, though, is, is focused on. I will not again pass by them anymore. Those are the, the birthright nations, America and Britain, and the scepter nation, the nation of Judah, biblical name of, of the nation in the Middle East. But God says, now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send out this message one last time, and I'm not going to send it out anymore, and if you don't listen to me, there's going to be some serious trouble, but if you'll listen to me and repent, I will prosper you for all time and bless you forever. 
If you'll turn to me, there'll be all kinds of blessings. That's just magnificent when you think about it. That God opens up a time for us to to make sure we survive as a global people. Our number one problem today is that of human survival. And God says, I'll take care of all that if you'll heed my message. And he has this modern day Jeroboam do what needs to be done, even though he has some serious sins. That's what your Bible says. And everybody is going to have to repent. That's me, you, everybody, all of us. So uh, there's an individual that, uh, that does all this, and God names names. And again, we can't understand this prophecy if we don't know who this is. We have to know that, and it has to be revealed to us from God Himself. I'll tell you this, you won't, you won't understand it through biblical scholars like we see those I talked to you about in the beginning. God says He reveals these things unto babes. Somebody that is a babe, God reveals it to His prophet. That they have to be like a babe or a child where God can teach them. He never would reveal these things to scholars with the attitude that, well, Jonah, that's just a parody or, or a satire. It's a, it's a myth. It's not even history. That is not what Christ says very clearly. And no wonder they don't understand about this first prophecy from Jonah before he went to Nineveh. Notice verse 10. This all leads up to the coming of Jesus Christ. Verse 10 says, Then Amaziah the priest of Bethel sent to Jeroboam king of Israel, saying, Amos has conspired against you in the midst of the house of Israel. The land is not able to bear all his words. Well, that's three nations he's talking about there in Israel, primarily, three nations. So he has a, the word. Bethel means house of God, and he has an Amaziah there, a priest of Bethel, which came out of that uh, God's own church. Comes out of God's own church, and he's there with Jeroboam, and uh, not the right person really to, to be there with him. But it does show he has a religious following. You'll see that throughout Amos 7, the chapter 7. But uh, verses 16 and 17, it goes on to talk about this. Amos was saying, Thus saith the Eternal. It was, it was revealed to Amos, and it has to be revealed to a man today so we can understand it. But it, it's, it's all from God. It's not about a man. That's what Amos was trying to get across to them. He said, Look, I, 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 I was never in a prophetic family. He was just a farmer doing his work, and God chose him to go and take this message to Israel. And that's uh, quite, a, uh, quite a job that he gave him. Well, anyhow, the only message that's going to prevail will be God's message, that's for sure. 
But for decades, and over 75 years, we have been prophesying about these prophets uh, and, uh, and what they're going to be doing in this end time and what's going to happen to Israel and all of the world. It's all prophesied throughout the Bible in, in, in multiple prophecies. And the Bible is Jesus Christ in print, if only people understood that. It's, it's phenomenal what God makes available to us. It's magnificent. Amos 7, verses 12 through 13, I'll read that. Also, Amaziah said unto Amos, O you seer, go, flee you away into the land of Judah, and there eat bread, and prophesy there, but prophesy not again any more at Bethel, for it is the king's chapel and the king's court. Well, what do you know? He has a religious following, and he soon he's going to have support from a court. What court could that be? Well, isn't there only one that, where you could get help if you're operating on this level? <laughs> this booklet and the, all the material we send you will explain all that to you. And it is, it, it is exciting prophetic fulfillment like you've probably never, ever seen. And how exciting it is! And how wonderful it is, and all of it is uh, ended by the return of Jesus Christ, and it's coming really soon and fast. We need to see that happening. God's own work is moving just as fast as events in this world are, and even faster in a lot of ways. But here, the modern day Jeroboam has the same problem that the ancient one had. He, he rejected the house of David and the throne of David in Israel, which at the time, of course, was in Jerusalem. He rejected that, and that's all prophesied. It's in, in the prophets that I mentioned to you. So he took what he did is he took the people and rigged, rigged their religious system and took them back to what they practiced coming out of Egypt, uh, great sins. And uh, so that only got them in more trouble. But look, notice Amos 9 in verses 13 through 15. Let's just see the end of all this. Behold, the day is come, says the Eternal, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper, and the treader of grapes, him that sows seed, and the mountain shall drop sweet wine, and all the hills shall melt. And I will bring again the captivity of my people of Israel, and they shall build the waste cities, and inhabit them, and they shall plant vineyards, and drink the wine thereof. They shall also make gardens, and eat the fruit of them. And I will plant them upon their land, and they shall no more be pulled out of their land which I have given them, says the Eternal, your God." Amos 9, verses 13 through 15. See again, is, is, is this myth? Is, can you take something, uh, this, this prophecy from Jonah, and, and it's all explained in Amos 7, and, it, and it's laid out there where anybody can understand it? Is that, is that some parody or satire? This is the living Word of God, 
And we need the living faith of God to believe God, but we need to prove the Bible that it is God's Word. We need to prove our own faith and step out and trust God, and He will fulfill all of these things. We'll understand them, and we can proclaim the message to this whole world. Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry. Goodbye, friends. God promises to save America from the bitter affliction it is suffering today, but relief will be temporary just long enough for the people to consider repenting toward God. Understand how God will use one leader to bring brief relief to America. The United States of America has been a world superpower during the past two centuries, but the nation is declining fast. There is a deadly spiritual reason why. Request Gerald Flurry's free book, Great Again, to understand the only way to reverse America's fatal decline. You can prove every bit of the revealed biblical truth about America's coming collapse and its rise to ultimate greatness once again. Study Great Again to prove how God identifies certain people in this end time who fulfill prophetic roles foretold in your Bible. God has pinpointed a national leader on the scene today who will bring relief to America for a short time, just like the Israelite King Jeroboam II did for his nation thousands of years ago. Bible history often becomes prophecy, the modern-day Jeroboam in America must fight against radical, unhinged domestic opponents. Study Great Again to expose America's real enemy. Learn how an American political movement was infiltrated by hostile operatives. Uncover the crippling attack on this nation being carried out by traitors from within. The destructive fundamental transformation of America has taken place underground for decades, but it is out in the open today for anyone paying attention to see. Are you willing to see? Also request Gerald Flurry's free booklet, Jonah, A Strong Warning to God's Church. The prophet Jonah is known for running away from God and being swallowed by a great fish before finally warning Nineveh. But Jonah also pinpointed that King Jeroboam II would lead a temporary resurgence in ancient Israel. History is repeating itself today. Like Jonah, a man today foretells the return of an American leader that will restore national greatness. God's church has the sobering responsibility to support this powerful prophetic message. You will also receive a free copy of Gerald Flurry's book, The Former Prophets. Scholars say the biblical books of Joshua, Judges, Samuel, and Kings are just history, but these books were written by prophets and comprise a part of the Bible called The Former Prophets. All Bible history is recorded for your benefit. There is always some sort of lesson to learn from it. Much of the time, Bible history goes beyond teaching lessons. It actually becomes prophecy. History repeats itself. The biblical book of 2 Kings contains an account about the Israelite king Jeroboam II. Study the former prophets to prove how this biblical passage is more than just history. It is end-time prophecy that will soon be fulfilled, shaking America and the world. All our literature is available free of charge, at no cost or obligation to you. Request Great Again, Jonah, A Strong Warning to God's Church, and The Former Prophets. Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. All our literature is available free of charge, at no cost or obligation to you. Request Great Again, Jonah, A Strong Warning to God's Church, and The Former Prophets. Order now.
For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. The preceding program was a paid presentation of The Key of David, brought to you by the Philadelphia Church of God.